0: So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Do you dream of being CEO of your own empire, running your own company, achieving your life's goals, yet wake up in a cold sweat, next the last night's takeout leftovers and a pile of bus ticket stubs? You um. are not alone. Like many others, you are suffering from a classic case of caviar dreams, tuna fish budget.
1: I'm Margaret Josephs.
0: And I'm Lexi Barbuto. And every week,
1: we'll be talking to influencers, trailblazers, disruptors, and risk takers who'll share their own journey to caviar dreams on a tuna fish budget.
0: Side effects may include increased motivation, boundless happiness, and a fast track to success. Hello,
1: caviar dreamers. Hi, caviar dreamers. Hi. We are live from our hotel room in Maryland. <laughs> Yes, here we are. Hello, Maryland. Hello, Maryland. We had to come here because I had to see my doctor, Dr. Joseph Michaels, who's coming on today because he did my boob reduction and lift.
0: I'm very jealous. Yeah, they're amazing. I just want to show everybody.
1: They're great. I have no brawn. You know, you can't really see, but they're fabulous and I just love them.
0: Now, we greased you from the bed when you were still um, healing from the surgery and you unzipped your little bra a little bit. So how's the recovery been? The recovery has been great. What was that, like four weeks ago? Four weeks ago. The boobs are very perky. They are. They're all my own.
1: No implants. They're fabulous. Dolores got her tummy tuck with him. He's an amazing plastic surgeon. I mean, Dr. Karolak did my face. Dr. Joseph Michaels. Did my boob lift and reduction because everybody knew I had like granny boobs. They were not
0: attractive. Yeah, I mean, this is like a full-blown recharge the march.
1: Yeah, I'm amazing from I say the chits up. <laughs> I mean, tits stands a whole other story. But, yeah.
0: but do you think you would have done these things if you were not on the show or do you feel like it was additional pressure because you are in the public eye? I
1: mean, I was a vain bitch prior to being on the show. I think it pushed no, me. you were vain,
0: not a bitch. Yes, I think it pushed me to do it
1: quicker. I, prior to going on the show, I had my eyes done, but when you see your, I was at that age where your face was falling Mm -hmm. and then it was impossible to get dressed. I was taping my boobs up. The skin was Oh, the elasticity was gone. So I probably would have gotten a reduction in a lift anyway. But of course it pushes you when you're on camera, getting dressed, all the craziness. I mean, look at Dolores, her tummy. I, I never thought she needed a tummy tuck. No. She looks amazing. And she hunted down Dr. Joseph Michaels. I was very lucky. And she's the Guinea pig. And then I go in.
0: That's good. Well, I'm glad because now I'm going to do my boobs after this too.
1: Yes. It's it's life-changing. It makes you look thinner. It's so much easier to get dressed. I'm not
0: sweating like a maniac under the boob. It's terrible. And it's also for like health reasons, like having big knockers that are real and hang into the ground is not mm-hmm. that conducive to having a healthy back and a healthy Yes. Posture. I didn't
1: have really great posture before. I just feel and much better.
0: Pulling. But then if I put my posture right, my boobs stick out 10 feet ahead of me. So it's not a good thing. Yeah.
1: Mine are a little bit smaller, higher. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Not, it's not the Corona people. No I get corona. tested twice a week. Now
0: no we're here. back to filming. Well, I'm very happy to see the boobs. Yeah. I'm excited for people Thank to see you. Them on this season. Yes.
1: And Dr. Michaels, is going to help a Caviar Dreamer today. We have an amazing yes. Caviar Dreamer, aspiring plastic surgeon. Yes, we're connecting people, making dreams come true. And by the way, plastic surgery is also people who, he does a ton of people who've had tremendous weight loss. And he gives them body makeovers because you have so much
0: loose skin after weight loss. So we're going to hear all about that. And I'm dying here. did he always want to be a plastic surgeon? Yeah. Is it scientific? Is it creative? Because I feel like you have to be able to look at someone and artistically judge their body too.
1: Yes. And I think it's great. So I'm so excited. So let's see who's on and what's going on. So- I am so excited we have Dr. Joseph Michaels
0: on. Yep, someone who knows you very up close and personal Up close point. and personal. He knows the knockers, <laughs> and he knows Dolores <laughs> up
1: close and personal, and I'm so excited. Hi, Dr. Joseph Michaels. How are
2: you hey. ladies doing?
1: Good. We're, Good. How are you? We're so excited to have you on because we traveled very far to be with you, all the way from New Jersey to Maryland.
2: It's amazing, you know, and, and then we have to actually do this so we can actually see each other's faces, you know, because when you're here, you're in a mask, and it's so- I actually enjoy these better because I get to see my patients and and actually get to see their faces as opposed to seeing a mask. So sometimes or just it's their body of... parts. Exactly. <laughs> well, that's true. That's true.
1: I know. Oh, your teeth are so white.
2: They look what you know. It, it's it's good lighting.
1: Oh, they look amazing. Such a nice well, thank smile. Thank you. I, w- Jesus, I wish I never got to see this guy smile. It's so perfect. <laughs> You've
2: actually never pretty seen pretty 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 my face actually, in, in you know, in no. person.
1: Only, only via Instagram, which is exactly, which is so crazy. So I just want everyone to know this guy does the best body makeovers. Mm -hmm. But with that being said, people fly in from everywhere to see you. I met a woman today at your office. She was in from Montana. She's been staying in Maryland for two weeks. People fly in from all over. Dolores and I came. You know, she she found you. She was like, you have to go to Doctor Joseph Michaels. You did her stomach, you did her flanks, you added meat to her butt. Now, I mean, it's unbelievable you did my boobs. They're defying gravity. So, I just want to say, did you always want to be a plastic surgeon?
2: No, you know, it's funny. I was I was always my architecture was one of my first, you know, that was sort of my fallback plan. I guess I should say I always wanted to be a doctor. I always liked blood, I always liked cuts. I was always interested wow. in like biology and things like that. So, so I really enjoyed science and things like that. I was definitely not a reader and you know, I was definitely like a math science kid. Um, and I I liked shapes, you know, I'm 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 definitely not like an artist. I never like I, I could draw, but I was never like great at doing like portraits or things like that. But I always like drawing buildings and shapes and abstract and things like that. And so you know, medicine definitely was, you know, when I was in high school, I mean, that was my goal going into college and things like that. But architecture was sort of my backup plan, but I was sort of lousy at physics and I sort of figured I needed <laughs> to like know certain things to, to, to make all that happen. So, but uh, you know, it, it, all, it all ended up good. I can't complain.
1: No. So I just, so what was it when you were in medical school? You were like, all right, I'm going to do plastic surgery.
2: So, you know, plastic surgery is really the only field in medicine where you can help someone not only physically, but also emotionally. And so, you know, it was a really, I was a psychology major. I was very into like the mind-body connection and how patients you know feel is going to be really important to helping them in their outcome like when it came to disease like if you got a bad diagnosis of cancer like if you thought you were gonna die like you were gonna die you know if you were a fighter that you would be able to you know motivate and get through so that mind-body connection was always really important to me and i originally got into plastic surgery because i wanted to do breast reconstruction so it was really important for me to have women you know when they, you know, getting the diagnosis of breast cancer, losing a breast is, is probably, you know, a very. I mean, breasts are one of those sort of, anatomic defining features of a woman, and so yes. it's it's very obviously distressful. My mom had breast cancer, uh-huh. um, and so you know, having a woman wake up with a breast after they had their mastectomy was really important to me. I thought that was very, you know, good for their psyche, and obviously. Um, you know, so that's sort of what got me into plastics. I saw one of those procedures um, when I was in med school. And I just was very, you know, that whole mind body, helping someone physically, but also helping them mentally, it all just sort of really, you know, clicked for me. So that's sort of how I got into originally got into plastics. And unfortunately, my mom passed away of breast cancer. So, you know, for me, it was it was a little too emotionally charged. So I sort of veered a little bit away from that and then I got into body contouring and after weight loss surgery and it was the same thing. It was the same thing whether you were a mother whose body has changed after having multiple kids and you just don't feel the same about yourself or to some of my patients who have lost hundreds of pounds, they just don't feel like a normal person and so being able to sort of take out that loose skin, correct the things that are bothering them, and just sort of making them feel like they did before those processes happen was just really unbelievably rewarding. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's great to love what you do and it's great, you know, you're a patient, Dolores is a patient, I mean, you guys are just so, I mean, you guys were both unbelievably confident beforehand and I'm sort of scared to see what's gonna come in the future po- because of, it, like, it's like <laughs> yeah. confidence you on steroids. On
1: I know. Um, I know. Joe's mad at me that I go out. I'm like constantly now without my bra. He's like, put a bra on. I'm like, Joe, they're new. I don't want to touch my scars on this. He's like, "You used to stick your boobs out before. Now they're like, always out.
0: He's like, relax. That's it, Doctor. You created the Franken Marge. I know. It's a whole <laughs> of I know. And Dolores like is wearing it. her half
1: shirts. I mean, she's out and about. I mean, it's you a got, little, you
2: got the Marge out. Melons. I mean, you got more the names for these things. Yeah, you uh, did the Marge you know.
1: Melons. I mean, but it is no because I felt like I had the granny boobs. No, I love the emotional factor that you just said, because people always make it out like you're a vapid, shallow bitch if you get plastic surgery. And I think you touched on the important part that there is an emotional thing and it is your psyche. And, you know, in this society, women, you are attached to your looks more more than men, because men, you could be big, fat, bald and old. And if you have a deep pocket, you know, you land in some hot babe and you feel amazing. I don't know how men have this you know bravado no matter what the fuck they look like uh, yeah, truthfully right
2: they call it character
1: <laughs> yes <laughs> they call it character but women you know well, we, we're, we're berated had- if
0: we try and look good and we're berated if we let ourselves go so to speak so for me i think you just got to make yourself happy and feel good in yourself there's no shame enough in your game no
1: there's and i love that you do that and especially that you're you know, you start out because your mom had breast cancer, but also with your weight loss patients. I mean, that's a big deal. Women who lose so much weight, but the thing about your plastic surgery that you're so good at it, everybody, you are known like that belly button, but you, a tummy tuck. I have other friends that have had tummy tucks and I'm going to be honest, their belly buttons look horrible and freaky. You know, a tummy tuck coming and going a lot of times. On the you beach.
2: can, you definitely you can, can.
1: By the belly button. Now, I've seen your belly buttons. They do not look like tummy tuck belly buttons. Was that something that you hyper-focused on?
2: Well, you know, it's funny. I, I'm i going to be honest. The answer is sort of no. I mean, I've been <laughs> doing this for... So, I mean, I'll tell you. So, Instagram has definitely changed my game. I mean, I will, I will tell you. But the belly buttons I've been doing for a long time, sort of the same way. And, you know, it really wasn't until people sort of either saw it or saw other belly buttons that they didn't like that they sort of honed in on like my belly buttons. And so, <laughs> I, you know, I, I've been honestly doing them, you know, I do things a little bit different. So sometimes some people want a little more vertical, some people want a little more round, and I'll sort of try and tailor it a little bit to what they want. But I've been honestly doing it the same way, and didn't really realize how big of a deal it was until mm-hmm. people started started telling me it was a big deal.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is a big deal.
2: But, but it's funny because you know I put up a picture once. It was one of my weight loss patients, and I did a, a body lift, a breast lift with augmentation. She looked amazing. She was wearing, um, she had you know her bikini lines there. And, you know, someone posted a picture, you know, I posted the picture and someone said, your incisions aren't even on either side. And I, and I was like, God, this girl looks great. Like, I, I, I sort of it like really frustrated me. And so I sort of walked away and, you know, I, I sort of, you know, you never send an angry email or text. You, know, you can write it, but you never hit send. Yes. So I walked away.
1: <laughs> That's a housewife thing, I, yes. I
2: usually write it. I don't send it, you know, but... So I I came back and I looked at it and I was like, yeah, they're right. You know, one side was, and I'm like, you know, look, if I'm going to play in this arena, you know, I got to up my game. So, you know, I use a level now. I mean, I think I brought a level out for you when I was measuring where your nipples were going to be in height. I mean, so, yeah, I mean, Instagram and other things have really sort of like changed how I do things, you know, from that standpoint, because, you know, let's face it. I mean, it's just like you said, I mean, this is a, you know, just like with female images, mean, the same thing with what I do. I mean, you put up a bad picture and someone sees it and like, ah, this guy stinks and they move on to like the next person, you know, you know, Instagram, social media and everything is, is really great. But by the same token, I think you see it and we see it where we're almost creating a, you know, this perfect, this, this level of perfectness which is really not there because people filter people do yes. things mm-hmm. you know i mean and so you know on my site and when i you know i try and be as honest and I, obviously i don't photoshop and i don't filter any of no. the pictures that i take obviously i sometimes see some patients pictures that if i think they look a little done i won't post them but you know i i, I think that you know unfortunately like so, social media is amazing look i i've it's been very good to me. It's obviously been very good to you in reality and this and that, but it is creating this, this sort of false sense of perfectness. And, you know, I do have some concerns like with young women and other, you know, seeing some of these things because, you know, the last thing that I want, you know, I have a young daughter and obviously I have a wife, you know, I I don't want to bring that home. I don't want my daughter to think that, you know, Oh, you know, you got to fix something you don't like. And, um, so, you know, I, I think that social media is a challenge, but, you know, by the same token, I mean, you know, there's, there's good and bad in everything, right?
1: Yes. I don't like when, you know what I, when people start looking, everybody starts looking alike. That's the whole thing. And I think with you, because you do, which I like, you can do a face, but you really focus on bodies. I and do. I, think I, enjoy, that's why you, you've I enjoy the body so a much.
2: little bit more. It's a little more forgiving.
1: <laughs> you know. i know and it's just like so that's what it is but i feel like so many people they get their nose done everybody's doing the same nose everybody for a while was looking just like a kardashian you know things go in and out of fashion people want that very round butt but, right everybody's asking for a round butt i i don't like it when everybody starts looking alike
2: i agree with you but pretty I mean, breasts creepy. never go out of style right march
1: Perky boobs never go out of style. No freaking (laughs) way. That's the whole thing. Everybody wants perky boobs. I mean, that's a given. A flat stomach, perky boobs has been
0: around, you know, since... The age of time. Oh my God. It's so weird how trends go. Like I, we were saying the other day, I grew up with looking at like the George Michael videos with like the supermodels. So everyone wanted long That was like leg. one of the best
2: videos ever. Let me just yes, tell you. Ever,
0: ever. But, but everyone wanted to be glamorous, leggy, tall, with little perky boobs. And it wasn't really the age of the big booty. Do you see your patients come in very trend driven or it's more about what works <clears> for them? <throat>
2: you know, they're definitely, my practice isn't like that a little bit. I think, you know, certain patients gravitate to certain practices and there are definitely certain practices that are more into, you know, performing like that kind of surgery. I I get a little concerned when some patients come in and, you know, they want, like, I want, you know, a nose of, you know, this person or that. I mean, I think, I think it's nice to have some, I mean, we've all done it. I mean, it's like, you know, it's like going to your hairstylist and you'd be like, I want to have this hair. It's like, well, you can't have that hair because your hair is straight and that person's, you know, it's, yes. there's certain things that I, I think, um, you know, some patients have to have a little introspection a little bit. I think, the the one nice thing that I really love about, you know, Instagram and people connecting and things like that is that a lot of my patients like follow each other and connect with each other. And so, you know, I, because we're sort of no, not really outrageous on our, like we don't find patients that are sort of going for no. what I would call sort of like it's not acceptable. It's just that, You know, I think patients understand that. Like, I'm not going to make your butt look like I don't make huge butts. Like, no, you don't. No, I I like
1: you. Natural looking women,
2: full. You know, and look, look. There's going to be different. You know, but there's doctors. You know, that are in parts of this country that you know, it's all about you know how big of a booty you can make, and so I don't attract those kind of patients because either I turn them down or they just look at my website and they. So you know, doctors sort of attract a little bit, at least plastic surgeons, you know, patients that are you know, are sort of attracted to the work that that they do. Um, at least at least that's what I've found. and and that's that's sort of nice. I mean we have we have an unbelievable, amazing community of patients that, That have actually all sort of connected behind the scenes, like behind. I saw. I I saw that. Yes,
1: some of them. I just sort of hope they all
2: don't gang up on me one. No.
1: no. What is the most difficult procedure someone could? I know you do the weight loss, you do the whole mommy makeover, but like from the thigh lift to the tummy tuck to the boob lift, the under the arms, like what is the most difficult artistically procedure to perform on someone?
2: Um, I mean, I think the body lifts, which are sort of like a tummy tuck, a buttock lift and a thigh lift, it's sort of all in one, just cause it's so many moving parts. Um, it can definitely be a little bit of challenge, a challenge. And for weight loss patients, you know, their, their skin is just not as good as it used to be. So, you know, sometimes no matter how tight we make them, um, they can have some loosening up afterwards. And, and, you know, that, that can sometimes be a little bit of a challenge for the patient just to sort of, you know deal with. And so sometimes we have to, you know, do some touch-ups and things like that. So, you know, that that's probably the most difficult just because it's a long case also that they take like eight hours so that, you know, they're, they're sort of physically demanding as well as, um, you know, but, um, but yeah, I, I, you know, I, I'm fortunate I do, you know, I sort of only do the procedures I like doing now. So when, you know, back in the day I used to do, I mean, I used to not to be gross, but I used to put fingers back on if people had bad accidents. And, you know, I used to do a lot of, you know, crazier stuff. And, you know, as my practices sort of grow and the stuff that I really didn't want to do anymore, I, you know, sort of stopped doing. So, you know, I'm, I'm very fortunate to really be able to, to sort of do what I love. Um, and, you know, and it's like you, you know, you go to work and you're working and you like, and I get you're like I get paid to do this. This is this is great. You no, know, like, no,
1: yeah. Most days I feel that way. Other days I'm like, get me the hell out of here. <laughs> you know, it depends. It depends who i Well, look,
2: we all have those days. We yeah, all have those days. Some days I'm
1: just like, I'm gonna blow my brains out. You know, certain days I
0: feel amazing, and other days I'm like, get get me the hell out of here.
1: Yeah, so for sure.
0: you know, g- at least another plastic surgeon in England that has to um, grow the penis. Have you seen this one? There's a guy growing his penis on his arm, and it has to be reattached.
2: Yeah, we but did that once back we in the did? Day. Really? We did. Yeah, like we grew a person's nose, uh, like shape their nose on their yeah, they had a bad like cancer. So, yeah, we there's some pretty amazing stuff um going on out there and um, you know, it it it's, it makes being a plastic surgeon, I mean, you can do whatever you want in terms of sort of shaping your practice, but it's it, there's a there's a lot of very cool things um and procedures out there.
1: I know, which is, I mean, which is good because you could really fix anything mm-hmm.
2: uh, to a degree. I mean, you know, there's definitely surgeons, you know, that, you know, we definitely have a lot of fixes, you know, we don't have fixes for everything, but, you know, we definitely have, you know, a, a pretty, a pretty wide toolbox, you know, and, and obviously different plastic surgeons have different trainings and backgrounds. Um, but yeah, there's, there's a, there's a lot that we can do for sure.
1: Have you ever turned um, anybody away?
2: I almost turned you down.
1: No, no you didn't. <laughs> you did not. I was like, look at these boobs. You're, I was like, you were. De- you were like, I gotta take care. Um, I can't let her out in public like that. You know, we.
2: You know, fortunately, you know, again, we we've been doing this a long time. We we really attract, you know, and and we screen. And you've met the girls in my office. Yes, they're, they're great at sort of getting a feel for the patient. Oh my God. You have to like force your
1: way in. You're very popular. I just want everyone (laughs) to know that. I mean, there's like a wait list for you.
2: Thank you. No, big time. Well, thanks. Well, we got bumped. uh, You know, COVID didn't help things.
1: No. Yes. COVID hasn't been good to the plastic surgery. It's,
2: um, It's yeah. I'm, I'm honestly like, really humbled with how you know things are and in, in my practice and I sort of never I never take it for I never take it for granted because you never know you never know what's gonna happen but you know i'm I'm always very appreciative I, I had like amazing I have a, you know amazing parents that you know basically you know you treat everybody the same you treat them like family and you sort of you know, just do well by everybody. You treat everybody the same, whether they're a celebrity or the janitor. No, you are. You're so,
1: you are so sweet. Your bedside manner is amazing. And that's what I love. Everybody who goes to, I just love that everybody flies in to see you. Cause not everybody flies into a doctor. It was funny because people said to me, you couldn't find a guy in New York or New Jersey. I was like, "Uh, no, did you see Dolores? And then when I found you, I was like, no, I'm totally driving to Maryland. And now I've been here a few times. You know, exactly well it's
2: not it's not that far it's not that but you know it's funny yeah. i'll tell you so i did instagram for like a year and i almost bagged it i was really? you know so so i got originally got onto instagram i don't know maybe like four years ago i was operating with some colleagues we were up actually up in new york city we we're up at Lenox hill hospital and i was operating with two colleagues on a former heaviest man in the world guy wow. lost 600 pounds Ooh. I like, well i gotta get on instagram i gotta like you know publicize this like you know So I did it. Nothing really happened. I did it for like a year. And, you know, after like a year, I don't know, something clicked. You know, we ended up uh, operating on someone from People Magazine. Someone found us and we found them. And it just sort of like spiraled. So like, you know, it's sort of amazing how, you know, I mean, like a week earlier, if I would have given up on Instagram, I mean, like none of this would have you know, no, oh ab- so no, it's sort of absolutely. It's, it's it's
1: time and then people see you. And has anybody ever flown in from Europe?
2: We've had patients from Europe, we've had some patients what? from Asia, we've had some patients from Africa. Uh, we haven't had Australia yet. Um although we have some patients that want to come here, but um it's a little that's a little it's a little far. Um so yeah, we've had some some patients from the Middle East. Um, And then from a lot of states around, you know, we, I mean, we have a ton of patients from New York, New Jersey, Philly, and I don't really, I mean, you know, it's funny, people think you're going from out of state, but I mean, it's a short drive. I mean, you came down, you go back. I mean, we don't keep, you know, most of our patients don't even stay over, you know, they stay a night or two at most. Um, So the patients that are in the surrounding states, and we sort of treat them as like long distance locals, I mean, obviously patients that have to fly, They'll come in and stay about, you know, usually about 10 to 12 days on average, depending on what they're doing.
1: Yeah, that's something. Now, so what do you think of shows like Botched? Did you watch Botched?
2: You know, I do watch Botched, and they're, they're, they're both, both of them are really good surgeons, but, you know, I don't have a lot of time, and so when we when I would watch TV was when I would eat, and when I ate with my wife, she didn't want to see any of this stuff. So, yes. so we never, you know, I, I really sort of never got into it. Um, you know, I mean, but they do some, you know, some pretty incredible um, work. And I, I think the other thing that they've they've done really well is um, sort of spoken to like the realistic expectations and and how they 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 you know they do turn down a good number of people. They and do, I think that's important. Do. I think that's important for people to see, um, you know, about realistic expectations and and also you know that some of the decisions that they make unfortunately can you know, somewhat you know, not correctable. So, um, you know, they're there I, I think the show definitely has, you know, some value. Um, you know, I think it definitely is um at least sort of open an eye to making people think twice about going out of the country. That not that you can't get good surgery out of the country, but you know, just to really sort of do your homework and do your research and, and things like that. So I think that's obviously very important. And so if the show whether you like the show or not, um, I definitely think that it's, it's hopefully, um, made people, you know, think a little bit more about, you know, their, their surgery and that, you know, these are serious procedures. They're not, you know, nothing that, that should really be taken lightly, even though they are elective and things like yes. that.
1: All right. So now we're going to ask you some superficial crap. Uh, yes. Who do you, <laughs> celebrity wise, who do you think has gone too far with some body plastic surgery?
2: Man, I you know, I wish I could tell you like I'm I'm like up on this stuff. How about this? Why don't you throw me some names and then I'll, I'll like. So who's up on body surgery?
1: I um like a Cardi B, yeah, like, like yeah. Cardi
2: B. Well, I think you know her big issue was that she did too much too early. I think if I recollect, like she had her plastic surgery and was like at a concert, you know, days later. I mean, so. You know, again, you know, it's the thing that, you know, we spoke about. I know you and I spoke about it, you know, I mean, you know, in terms of recovery, like you got like this is real surgery, you know, you feel good and other things like that. But, you know, you got to have and give yourself a real, um, you know, recovery um, from these things. Um, You know, it's funny. The body surgery is a little tough because sometimes it's hard to tell who actually had it and who who hasn't. I mean, I think the facial stuff is definitely a little more... Is easier. um,
1: Well, is there anybody you'd like to get your hands on?
2: Oh, man. Um... You know, it's funny. I mean, I don't know if she needs anything done, but I mean, I was really unbelievably impressed with Adele's weight loss.
1: Yes. And so. Oh yes. You know,
2: she looks she looks amazing. We might have to uh, have
1: some skin stuff done. Maybe, you know,
2: uh, and maybe so you know, I mean, I, I think she's on. You know, honestly, she obviously she's an unbelievable talent, and she's you know really made some uh, you know unbelievable changes in her life. So. Adele, if you're out there and you need plastic surgery for your skin, oh, okay. you know, you give yeah. me a call.
1: Wait, can I What's tell that? you? I thought Adele, and this makes me feel sad. I thought she was so much more beautiful. Heavy, I know. I her love face,
0: her face heavy too, because she's so beautiful.
2: You know, she's. You know, I, I think as long as she's happy. You no, know, you're
0: right. You're right. You know, I, I, like I think just, her the, face
1: people is definitely so stunning
2: you know, you definitely lose a little bit of fat everywhere. So, you know, and some patients feel like they look a little bit younger when they're old, you know, when they have more fat in their face versus not, you know, I, I think, um, you know, I don't know, I was pretty, I, I thought she, you know, I haven't seen that many pictures of her. I mean, I think the one that stood out to me was the one I think she posted on her Instagram. Um, that, was, that was, I mean, like I said, that was a, that was a pretty, um, you know, um, unbelievable transformation.
1: Yes. Well, you know, so many. We have a great guy, Steven Spector, who wants to be a plastic surgeon. He's at Tulane, so we thought you could inspire him.
2: Uh, I'll try not. To, I'll try not to be like the doctor that tells like every like, "Don't go into medicine." It's
1: terrible. No, well, by the way, I think plastic surgery is like you transform and change so many people's lives, and not to be like a total. But you don't have to take insurance, <laughs> so that's the goal. Good- well, it's. I hate one to say thing- that, but. I know that sounds very superficial and it's not.
2: Well, it's, it's, it's not in the sense that you, you know, you medicine go is really
1: all the nonsense that has
2: medicine is hard very it. hard and it's, it's a challenge. And there are a lot of things that, you know, I don't have to deal with, um, you know, because of it. And, and because insurance doesn't get, you know, doesn't always pay. Like I can sit in a room, like when you're here and I can talk to you and, you know, not only see how you're doing, but ask you about, you know, anything and shoot the breeze for a little while, because I'm not necessarily, you know, on a 10 minute schedule, because I have 60 patients to see in, in one day. So there's definitely, you know, some things that from that standpoint, that definitely make it, you know, nice. But the reality is, you gotta love what you do. And and that's, that's, that's you know, you know, there are people that, don't get paid a lot to do a job that they love to do. Of course. And that's really, you know, what it, what it comes down to. But yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, it's, it's one of the perks. I won't complain.
1: It is. No, listen, people don't go, my, my old neighbor, Jeff Lipton, who I love and I'm obsessed with him and he's head of pediatric oncology at Long Island Jewish. I mean, I think he should be paid more than any sports star in the entire world, Mm -hmm. but it's just with insurance and this and that and doctors that, you know, are saving lives and this, you know, I think medicine has changed so much. I just wanted to, I wanted to just talk about that one second because Lexi's oh. mother, you know, people bitch about the medicine yeah. in our country. I don't want to be sick anywhere else. And everyone yeah. complains about it. But tell no.
0: Me. no, my mom literally had gallstones that got stuck in the duct. And it was a simple laparoscopic procedure that removed the gallbladder. She could have been in and out in a day here. Right. Instead she got stuck in the hospital for two weeks and they forgot to put her on a list one day. This is in England, so socialized medicine. So when everyone complains about insurance, they should think about this. Um, you know, they left her there for two weeks and then they finally decided they would try push the stone out of the duct with a camera. Um, she got home, she had another attack last night and she's on a waiting list. To have her uh, gallbladder to out. Have a gallbladder yeah. out. Tabagalbladder. I mean it might
1: be December. Even if you didn't have it, even if you didn't have insurance here, and it was emergency surgery of your gallbladder, out, they take it out.
2: Right. No, you know, it's, it's there's yeah. The no, you're bitch, right.
1: People bitch nonstop about our, you know, the medical community here and doctors and insurance. I don't tell me. I don't know one country. It's better. I don't think you're on a wait list to get the smallest of stuff. So it's, yeah. it's not perfect, but I don't want to be sick anywhere no, else. No, I would
0: like health insurance to be more readily available Yes, to of everyone, course. But when you call the doctor and they say, I could see you in three weeks, and then you say, well, I might not be sick then. And they say, tough shit. I'll see you in three weeks. That's the real, you know, the realistic thing of socialized medicine.
2: It's- yeah. Well, there's no perfect system, but no. yeah, I mean, a blend of, you know, there's there's definitely a happy medium, but we. It'll be a challenge to see if we ever get there.
1: Yeah, I know, I know. But I'll just st- I'll just stay here for my all my surgeries. you. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's it. I'll, I'll be here. All right. So we'll get Stephen's. Wait. Well,
2: you, you know, you look you look awesome. You know, it was Thank great you. seeing you today. I gotta say before we get bring Stephen on, you look you look great. And I'm we're, I'm looking forward to seeing you this year. On on. Oh, you're gonna be so Housewives. happy! I'm
1: showing the marge melons all over. You'll be very glad. <laughs> I mean, my Joe's not so happy considering I flashed them to the camera. He had a total <laughs> nervous breakdown and to me the whole day right Lexi yeah, that was a rough
0: one but you know they look so perfect. they look so What's perfect I, I
1: am so happy because I'm a, a one thing I was like why didn't I freaking do this like 10 15 years ago then I was like mad at myself because I suffered with the taping that the nonsense it was so funny production even said to me they were like Marge no more taping you in at the reunion for me to get ready on all the events on the show because I was the last woman standing with no breast surgery They were taping me up. They were doing everything. I was the most annoying one to get ready. So this is like life changing, literally life changing for me.
0: How fast can you get ready? I
1: get ready so fast. I just run right out of the house. I'm not obsessing over my outfits. I can't wear that. The bra is not right if I don't want to put a bra on. It's like so easy. This is what you're
2: you're giving the other ladies a run for their money now.
1: That's right. That's right. All right. You hear that, girls? Show up. You'll see with the mod. All. <laughs> all right. D- Dr. Joseph Michaels. This is Steven Spector.
3: Hey, Steven. How are you, buddy?
1: Good. So, Steven, did you like our conversation?
3: Loved every second of it. Honestly, it was really interesting. I'm a psychology major here at Tulane, and I the link between psychology and plastic surgery is my motivation with it, too. So that was definitely really interesting to hear as well.
2: Well, there you go. I was a psychology major and a biological basis of behavior major. So. Um, so, you know, again, it it was for me and it's, I think it's, you know, you being able to connect with your patients and sort of have that empathy and that connection with them is, is
3: really gonna, you know, go, you know, far, you know, with you and your, and your patients for sure. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely the most important thing, right? You know, having that connection with, especially in aesthetics, having that connection with your patients and making them feel comfortable. So do you what, have any questions I yes, can what answer? Yeah, what yeah. So what is your best piece of advice you can give to someone looking to go to med school and pursue plastic surgery? So I, I, so it's sort of a loaded question. I guess obviously the first
2: thing you gotta do is get yourself into med school and then worry <laughs> about getting yourself into plastic surgery. So I think obviously, you know, there's obviously the, the core, Classwork that you have to do and obviously doing well on your MCATs. So with, so MCATs are basically your SATs to get into medical school. So that's what your goal has to be. And, you know, obviously you want to be a well-rounded person. You don't want to be like, super, you know, focused, but I think, you know, anything that you can do to bolster up your application while you're there, you know, Tulane has a great medical center. So, you know, somehow getting yourself connected, like either volunteering there, Um, considering maybe doing like some summer research or things like that. Um, You know, med school is very competitive. So, you know, you really got to sort of try and obviously grades are going to be helpful, um, but getting yourself somewhat connected, um, you know, into the medical field, whether doing some research, um, even if you're just doing psychology research, things like that, these are all things that medical schools, you know, want to see that you're interested in. Um, You know, the reality is like, plastic surgery doesn't have the best reputation when it comes to, so, you know, saying you want to go to med school and become a plastic surgeon, you may want, you may want to keep that on the, uh, you know, yeah. in the in the background, you know, obviously, you know, not to say that it, it's, it's a bad thing or like a dirty word um, in medicine, but, you know, again, I think, and look, you know, the reality is right now you may have some exposure to, um plastic surgery and see some things but in medical school you're going to see a lot of things um, that you know you may have not had exposure to like for me you know i got really actually interested in radiology even just because they're just incredibly smart people that know an incredible amount of anatomy they know like every differential diagnosis meaning like what one thing could you know if you have a finding you know these are the 10 different things this could be so there are a lot of different things that you're going to get exposed to. And I would
3: just tell you to have an open mind when it comes to, to, to these things. Super cool. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. Um, one last question. So I know that you guys already kind of talked about this, but what would you say to a patient when you think they're coming in for the wrong reasons, say a cosmetic surgery, Have you ever had to like turn someone away or have that tough conversation with a patient?
2: Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, I, I think, You know, when you're young in practice, like when I started off, it's really hard to, you know, say no to people because the reality is, you know, you're young, you have a practice, you've got a family to feed, other things like that. You know, there's some patient that comes in, you know, they may have been turned down before, they have the money, you know, you know, they're sort of ready to go, but you just don't get, um, you know, the right feeling. Um, I mean, I could tell you that I've operated Not a lot, but in the past, I've operated on some people that, you know, there were probably some red flags that I look back on, and every single time I I regret sort of doing it. But obviously, if it's someone that's very obvious, um, you know, they're just unrealistic, they, you know, you tell them what their results are going to be, and they're like, no, I'm going to look like this. And like, no, you're not. This is what, you know, you know, the, the best thing to do is, is, you know, you never want to make anybody feel bad. I mean, I think for me, I just sort of tell them I'm just not the right doctor for you. I just don't think I can deliver the results that you want. And, and just be honest with them. I mean, you know, back in the day, my old professor would say, well, just raise the price, make it like double the price. You know, when people, <laughs> are, when, you know, when people are desperate, you know, or they've been turned down by four doctors and you're, they'll be like, oh, you'll do it? Sure, I'll give you whatever. You know, they'll take out a loan. I mean, I, you know, they'll sell their jewelry. I mean, whatever, you know, so, you know, you can sort of get burned. You know, I, I think, I think if I had to tell my, like my older self or if my older self could tell my younger self something when I was in practice is that, you know, stick, stay true to your guns. Whenever I've sort of let a patient dictate what they want and what's going to happen, I've always regretted it. Um, you know, I think you just got to be true to yourself. You got to be able to say no, and it's not easy. It's not. I mean, look, one of the hardest things that I have to do sometimes. I have I have weight loss patients who come in; they lost like a hundred pounds already, and they're still overweight. They still have some weight to lose, and I got to tell them they got to lose more. It's like I'm like I. It's like gut wrenching to me to tell somebody wow. like they're not ready because they've already done an incredible amount. But they, in their head, they have an idea. The problem is they have an idea, and sometimes they have an idea of what they want to look like. They have it. They have a vision. And here, so I'll give you a perfect example. So I have a lot of patients that come in and they want to, you know, they, they're, they're a little thicker. Um, you know, they like their curves. And they say, well, you know, I want to look like Ashley Graham. And look, Ashley Graham is drop dead gorgeous. She, you know, she's, but she, you know, she's like five, nine, a little over 200 pounds. She has a BMI, which is something called body mass index, and we use that as a gauge of sort of a carload of fat of like under thirty. And we'll have some lady who comes in who's you know five two, two hundred something pounds, and said, "Well, I like my." I go, "Look, we love curves. I love curves. You can ask Marge, and you can ask Dolores. I'm all about curves. Curves are great." Yes. But you know, patients, you know, w- w- when they're trying to compare themselves to someone who's like five nine, and you know, they're not. And they're, that's the sort of look that they're going for. You, you just know, no matter what you do, you're going to set them up for failure because they're what they picture in their head is, is not what you're going to be able to Perfect, deliver. Yeah. So I, I think in the nicest way to tell people that, you know, you just don't think you're the right doctor. I don't think I can give you the results that you want. I mean, I think sort of making someone feel, you know, obviously, you know, you're not going to tell them like, you're unrealistic. This isn't going to happen. Like, you know, I'm sort of, I'm sure some old school surgeons might say that, but (laughs) you know, I I mean, it's, 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 it's really just, you know, plastic surgery is like marriage, you know, you know, you hope it's all good, but every once in a while you can have a little hiccup, a little problem. And it's about having trust. It's about having good communication a good relationship and things like that, that are going to sort of get you through some of those tougher you know periods because plastic surgery isn't you know everything that you see on you know like E News and Bravo and whatever you know I mean so you know it's 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 having that good relationship and that good foundation so I, and you know and being honest so probably in, in my long winded circling back to myself just you know do you know stay within your capabilities do what you think you can do and just be very honest with the patient, you know, because if any patient, like if I told any patient, I don't think I'm the right doctor for you. I'm not good enough to deliver the results. If they want to still come to you, like they're crazy. That's like on them. You know what I mean? So, you know, that, that's what I would tell you. I mean, I think, you know, and when it comes to going to medical school and, and, you know, do what you love. I mean, you know, like if being a pediatrician and taking care of kids, like, look, it's definitely not the same pay scale as being a plastic surgeon, but like if taking care of kids every day is like what you love to do, then God, you know, take care of kids, you know, do medicine is hard enough. So it's, it's really just about finding your passion. Um, You know, and the other thing I would tell you is look, med school's gotten really hard to get into. So don't give up. Um, I didn't get into medical school the first go around. I actually took a year off. I worked in a lab. I worked at Mount Sinai in New York city, which I know the ladies know pretty well and bolstered up my reputation and, and did a you know, research and things like that and got into med school and, you know, the rest is history. But, you know, some people go out of the country, some people go, you know, to other countries to do it, or they, they'll go a DO route, you know, if your passion is to be a doctor, then you just, you just find a way, don't, you know, you just find a way to do it, you know, don't get discouraged because, um, it can be a discouraging path and it's a hard path, but just, you know, you just stick with it. That's, that's, that's probably the best advice I I could give you.
3: Super cool. Thank you for all the information. I appreciate it. Yeah. Good luck down there.
1: All right. So you're still going to be a plastic surgeon. I know you.
3: I'm definitely gonna be a plastic surgeon. You guys, <laughs> 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 doctor, I
1: wasn't, no trying, to
3: I wasn't uh, trying to talk I, you. I wasn't trying to talk you out of it, but that's my uh, anyway. daily motivation.
1: <laughs> Your daily motivation. Well, thank you, Stephen <laughs> thank Spector.
3: You guys, appreciate thanks. it. We'll
1: see you soon. We'll tell you stay you. safe fun. in New Orleans. Yeah. My favorite city ever.
3: Love you guys. Bye.
1: Love you. Bye. Love you. That was such good advice. Never. Well, thanks. That was that was yep. the
2: advice I wish I got.
1: That was advice. It's true. It's true. Wait, now another question. Would you ever operate on your wife?
2: Hmm. Um, Probably. It depends. I mean, I would tell you, you know, when it comes to like bodies, like like a tummy tuck, I probably would consider it if she wanted me to just because I think I do like a really good job.
1: No, you do a great job.
2: If it comes to, like, breasts, to be honest with you, I'd probably let somebody else do it because, you know, if she was too big or too small or whatever, like, I just wouldn't want to be... I wouldn't want her to feel self-conscious or I wouldn't want to feel self-conscious that she was a certain way. You know what I mean? Like, or like, oh, you're you're the wife of a plastic surgeon. You put in, like, really big breast implants because you're, like... You know what I mean? Like, if that's what she wanted, like, let her go to somebody else and... You know what I'm saying? Like, I... So... You know, I, I I think if it's something that I would do better than somebody else, then if that's what she wanted, I would do it. If it's something that I think could equally be done by somebody else, I would probably like let a colleague do it just to sort of separate myself, you know, from that.
1: All right. So that, so that makes, that makes sense. I don't know. I think I'd want my husband, if my husband was a doctor though, I feel like I want you to do it just because I would be like nervous to have someone
0: else do Oh my God. If I let my husband operate on me, God knows what I would get. I would get giant boobs, a giant booty. God knows what. (laughs) what he wanted to do. Not what I wanted. I know my husband wouldn't do
1: anything. I'd look like shit. So no one else looks at me.
0: But he thinks you're perfect just the way you are. Yeah. you I
1: think I think he's going blind. I think that's the whole <laughs> that's the whole problem. He needs a different surgeon. Yeah, he needs and, a different surgeon.
2: He didn't get any clarity recently.
1: No, I, no, he's like he's he, cuz I'm like don't touch him yet. They're too hard. Don't touch my boobs yet. So he's just well, he, like
0: Yeah, he's probably a little I'm happy because he can't properly take them for a full test drive. Once yeah. he could fully test drive them. He's going to be in heaven. Yeah, no, but he, right thinks now, that he, like th- he says that he stick. says
1: they absolutely look amazing. He thinks they look great. I mean, he investigates them every five minutes.
0: But it's the carrot on the stick yeah, that's exactly. right
1: there. And it's
2: he- fine China. You can't touch it.
1: It's fine, China. It's fine, exactly. Don't, you know, don't touch it. I mean, listen, he was fondling Dolores the other night. He's sticking his hands in her butt. He's like, I was like, Joe.
0: It it just looks
1: so absolutely amazing. Well, I'm so appreciative you came on. I just want everyone to know how to find you. I mean, I, I, you know, I don't want to overwork you, but you are so amazing. (laughs)
2: Thanks. Well, you, everyone can find me on Instagram at Dr. Joseph Michaels. Um, I have a website, Joseph Michaels MD. Those are probably the easiest ways um, to find me. We're on Facebook as well. Um, if you know how to use Google, you'll be able to find
0: me. <laughs> exactly. And we'll put all the links up in and the we'll, episode. Yeah, we're going to put all the links
1: up in the episode. This was so yeah,
0: this the best.
1: You came on. I'm so, so appreciative. And I just, I'm so grateful. I, don't, I, I think, mean, not yeah. that I, I know, I'm like, I'm not doing anything else, not doing anything else, but I feel like oh, my, right, I'm doing everything else from I'll the, the boobs hold. up, I'm like, I look so, I, I look amazing and I feel like now from the boobs down, but I'm going to try squats first.
2: No, <laughs> okay. you, look, you look great. I mean, I, honestly, I couldn't be happier for you. Like I said, you, you know, your, your confidence is, was always high, but it's just, it's just really yeah, good happens, to see really. you and, you nice know,
1: show.
3: just,
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know exactly.
1: that's a monster. It's not a good look. I, I had social areola before. Now no, God knows what's yeah, going to happen. Social sliders. Social sliders. Exactly. <laughs> Cheeseburgers and social sliders. <laughs> well, thank you so, so much. This thank was you. the this best. Is great. Okay, you great. guys are
2: awesome. You're the best. Thanks. Have a trip back. Okay. I'll see Thanks. you soon.
0: That was amazing. Oh my God. He is so great. You know, the emotional connection, I think is so important because like you said, you know, People are very judgmental of people wanting to best their appearance, but it is an emotional thing.
1: Yes. Everybody gets plastic surgery. Surgery is not some vapid stupid ass. I mean, he went into plastic surgery for emotional reasons. His mother had breast cancer, which was so touching the way he spoke about it. Yeah. And I loved it for the reconstructive reasons. And he's doing a lot of reconstructive surgery on people who've had tremendous weight loss. Yes. And, if it makes you feel better, women are very, especially women and men, there's a lot of men also, but women in particular are very, you know, concerned about their body, their appearance. It, it is involved in their psyche. And he is helping the emotional aspect of women feeling better. So everybody's not a shallow bitch. It's not just about the outward appearance. It is, it is true. You're outward, when you look better, you feel better. I agree. And I'm not saying everybody should look alike and and not grow old gracefully.
0: Do what's right for you. Do
1: what's right for you. I don't want everyone to look alike.
0: I just want to be refreshed. The best version of yourself.
1: Yes. And by the way, Dr. Joseph Michaels is a great man. He's worth the wait. He traveled to Maryland to meet with him. He will give you extra care. So, if you have any body issues, anything you need fixed on your body, he's your guy. If you need face, facial surgery, Dr. Carolack is your guy. And being you your teeth done, Dr. Oppa is your guy. Just saying. That's, we're just That's sort of the glow up. That's the glow and up. Full rounded glow up.
0: Amazing. We, we're giving you everything you need to be your best self. Yes. And, and I think we should all just take a moment to be kind also to yes. each other. Yes. And because by we're the way, hard yeah. enough on our own bodies. Without being mean to each other, so just be nice and go to therapy because I'm all about a good therapy session too. Yeah, look good, feel good, act good. Don't be a dickhead. That's my new motto at the moment. Just don't be a dickhead. Yeah, don't be a dickhead. If everyone was not a dickhead, this world would be such a better place. I agree. Be a better place. Be beautiful on the inside too. That's right. Okay. Well, caviar dreamers, keep dreaming. And apply to us if you have someone that you if you have a dream that you want to fulfill. DM us, let us know. Maybe we have an upcoming dream that we could match you with. Exactly. Or if you want to refer someone to come on our podcast, we would love it. Yeah. So keep dreaming. You can find us at Caviar Dreams, Tuna Fish Budget on YouTube and Instagram. She's at The Real Magra Josephs. I'm at The Life of Mrs. B. Keep dreaming. Keep dreaming, Caviar Dreamers.